We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, a Friday Fives edition, everyone's new favorite segment. Scott, what's up? You ready to get into it? We got it, baby. We got a win tonight. Big deal. Big, big deal. They needed to go on the road, apparently, for that to happen. Got got That's the old Got to face a Cleveland team. I don't care how it happens. I don't care where they are. It doesn't matter what, what, how they do it. Like I said a couple nights ago, you know, they win. That's, a, that's two of three is what that is. That's two of three. <laughs> No matter how, yeah, you just got to tweak, tweak the, uh, tweak when you're starting and when you're stopping. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Two I'll out of three. Yep. Two out of two three out of wins three, championships. That's well, let's it. start there for the first thing that we're looking back on from this week was tonight, Thursday, in the bottom of the first inning around 6.35 p.m. Eastern time was that rock bottom for the Yankees because it looked like they were going to go out in Cleveland and just continue the exact same horse crap that had been going on for the past 
16 games where they're booting the ball around in the first inning. They're losing balls in the sun. They're losing balls hit right back to the pitcher. He can't field it. Herman can't field it. And they're down three zip. And you're like, do I even watch the rest of this thing? Or just pack it up and see it tomorrow night? Because that's what I thought was going to happen. You said what time? 6.30? It was about 6.35. And I know that because I I tweeted out. It was 6.37 p.m. I tweeted out, I hate this team. Yeah, and at, I really did hate this team at, at that six thirty-seven. I also yeah. tweeted out, "This is a goddamn clown show." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty close. Like at that point, when you see Herman just like, you know, not field the ball cleanly, then try to grab it, and the ball like slide behind his his yeah. hand, and you're like, "What? What? What are we? What? What in the? What in the f are we doing? Like, what's happening here? This this it was literally the the circus." music was behind the entire thing. So yeah, it felt like it. It really did. It felt like it. It felt like they were about to get blown out in Cleveland at that point. And then what happens? They get another gift. They get a gift. Appreciate the bad defense. Appreciate the the you know the the pass ball the other night. The lack of strike zone efficiency on the other team. But needed a you know their right fielder just to make a horrible play in the field, then everybody just start running the bases. That's Again, okay kinda. though, because at least Glaber got the hit. Like that was a sure, hit, the, right? Yeah, it was a hit. It was a it was a bad so play. It's not like they scored the run only from a wild pitcher, only Correct. from a walk. There was a hit involved. There so was a hit involved. That was and, good. And Glaber looked good today. Three hits for for our guy. Shortening up that swing. How about that different approach? How You're getting about, into the second thing now. Come on. I can't help it. I can't help it. How about we just, you know, make those changes. Act like some professional baseball players. It was good to see. It was nice to see. That's the second thing. Is is this Glaber Torres' wake-up call? Are we starting to see a turnaround from Glaber Torres? Because seemingly... He hit rock bottom on Wednesday night when he has a check swing grounder and then doesn't run hard to first base. Not that he was going to beat that out anyway, but it's just optics of it. He's jogging to first base as the team is just looking terrible. And then apparently Boone had a talking with him after the game. And just an all-time Boone quote today, he said on Glaber Torres, we spoke, that was between us and my office. Glaber's care factor is where it needs to be. His care factor. His care factor? Care what, factor. This is like I mean? do. I feel like we need more, more uh, family matters, more, more full house music. Talking about care factors over here. Like, what are we talking about with this baseball team? Care factors. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for me to say that he's back. It's but one effort. game. But <laughs> say yeah, the word know, effort. I appreciate the fact that uh, I appreciate the fact that he shortened up his swing, was punching the ball up the middle. You know, going with a pitch, uh, driving a ball to right field, uh, and even on that on the third hit that he had was, um, you know, it was a good swing. You definitely, definitely let it go a little bit more. Pulled the ball to left, so you saw him spraying the ball around the field. And you, they were talking about this in the broadcast tonight. O'Neill and and Kay were talking about the the early days of Glaber Torres when he was here. That guy was spraying the ball. That's when he's at his best. When he's at his best is when he's not trying to, you know, moon shoes the ball out of the stadium. He's trying to make good contact, line drives, gap to gap, and then the ball goes out. And I think sometimes maybe these guys just get so home run happy that they see that they can do it. And they're like, you know what? I can do, I can hit 30, I can hit 50. I hit can 38 hit 38 in 2019. I hit can hit 75 home runs. I can do that. Barry Bonds if I hit here. 30 without trying, I can do that. So I, I don't know. 
who knows who knows how they get to that point, but he is a good baseball player when he's got the right approach. So hopefully he continues that. The uh, the thing that I think people were surprised at is that Glaber was in the lineup tonight because other guys seemingly got benched. Stanton got benched. Hicks got benched earlier in the week. Frazier got benched earlier in the week. Also tonight, Gary Sanchez wasn't playing, even though Garrett Cole was The wasn't. word benched is just overblown. It's Whatever I mean, it no, is. At the end of the but, day, nobody's benched. But here's the thing about Glaber and how this roster is constructed, especially because Gio was, is banged up and not able to play. You can't you can't take him out of the lineup. He's the yeah. only shortstop. Yeah. So yeah. he has to that's why I I uh I kind of made it a point last on on Monday's episode saying bench Glaber is because you got to get this guy turned around somehow. Maybe the talking to him talking about care factors and kumbaya and and, and hugs is going to turn this around, but they they absolutely need Glaber Torres because he's the only freaking shortstop on the roster. I mean, again, he changed Tyler Wade walking through that door. He, he changed his guy. He changed some approach at the plate. He looked a little different tonight. When you do that, when you try to make some adjustments and don't just act like things are going to happen, if I continue to do the same things over and over again, if you actually try to make in in game, uh, in series, in season adjustments based on what is happening, based on the results that are happening, uh, because you're not you're not playing well, you're not hitting the ball well, you're not making the good contact, and you actually make those adjustments, good things can actually happen. You could you could make some changes. So I, I'm 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 really looking at his approach and saying that that is why we see some changes. He he decided to do things a little differently. And that's okay. When you're when you're as bad as he's been, you better change things up and you better get back to the fundamentals and get back to basics. And that's that's what I saw tonight. So good for him. You know what I forgot? Good for whoever the hell told him to, you know, finally convinced him to do that. Maybe that was Marcus Tim. Keep it simple. I don't know. I think, that was, I think he overheard Paul O'Neill from, from the booth in Cincinnati, even though yeah, same I mean, state, well right? Ohio. Been. This is as close as O'Neill's getting to the team at this point is, is same state. Give me O'Neill as a hitting coach all day. God, he would get so sick of that. He would last like a week. He would, oh, he would hate done. it for sure. I, 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 everyone, on the every, links. every single person listening to this, this show and every single person who watches the New York Yankees that would be a dream scenario, having Paul O'Neill back in the dugout in some capacity. Yeah, it, maybe they do need that fire. I don't know. Someone needs to do Hell it. Yeah. You know what I forgot though Hell is that yeah. we all we alternate with these. So why don't you go? Why don't you say what the the third takeaway is here? All right. So the third takeaway, if I can find the notes again, where did I put them? Here they are. The <laughs> the, the third takeaway: Domingo Herman's start on Thursday was much better than his first two. And he actually did settle down after that rough first inning that we already talked about where the defense was terrible and he didn't help himself uh, and and ended up you know with that error that did cost a run. But he did fight back. Give him credit for that. He he came back, uh, pitched, what, into the seventh inning, right? And and I think he was, they said, he's the, the third, third. No, he just starting. pitched. Did he come? Uh, um, um, yeah, it's the so, third starting pitcher to actually uh, do six get, innings, six full innings. Yeah, he did was he into pitch? the seventh. Okay, I see. This, I was, you know what I was dealing with tonight? This is the this is the fourth shirt I've been wearing in the last two and a half hours because Harrison has just spit up all over me all night. So see, that's what go. I was I mean, trying to was, juggle tonight. He was, he was, he had it as well. He's like, you know what? I can't take this anymore. As the Yankees were spitting up on themselves in the first inning, Harrison was spitting up on me. But yeah, got into the seventh, uh, and he was, uh, I think, the third Yankees starter to have done that this season. Three uh, out of along 17. With, 
What's that? Three out of 17. That's pretty good, right? It's Hall of Fame, I don't think that rate, I don't think that's a good rate of success. That's definitely not Hall of Fame. Here's yeah, the, so here's but, my but thing it's good to see, like, we, we were we were wondering if he was going to get another start again yeah. in the major leagues because he was sent down at a, at a time that was, it was just a little odd. Uh, and clearly getting another start in the major leagues and came back from some adversity tonight on the road after they had to show the midges uh, tape again and again and again. And I you got to get it once a year. It's one of the worst things that I, that I like, I dread seeing during a broadcast when we're playing the Indians. It's like, oh, they're gonna show the midges again. I know I hate I I I despise that clip. Seeing Jabba Chamberlain with that, uh, with those those bugs all over his face, and then thinking, oh, I, I just go to like a really shitty bar in Nebraska. It's immediately where I go, my head goes. And I'm like, what a what a poor bastard. That that shitty night. Shitty bar's not open him. anymore. I know. Man had to just close such a, close shop. Uh, it's so depressing. Anyway, the um Got to give him, got to, got to give uh, a lot of, a lot of credit for to them, uh, to Herman for for fighting back in this game, and and pitching well because the Yankees absolutely needed after coming back that he needed to keep them in this game and give them any opportunity to come back and and thankfully they did. What was the point of skipping his one start though? Like, I mean, did he actually figure something out in the minors, or did he just need a little bit more time in general to not even in the minors because there was no minors? It was just alternate site. Like, I just find it. I find thinking back on what they did, they sent him down to the alternate they side after two bad starts, an opener. and they did it's Nick stupid. Nelson opener. Like, how is that going to be a better thing than just having Domingo Herman work through it? So it's just the whole thing is kind of weird. I'm glad he pitched well. We all know both of our feelings on on Domingo Herman, but but like the Yankees needed a good start, and he gave him a good start after it could have been really really rough. So yeah, so good, good. The fourth thing I want to talk about, and this is actually shout out to David Cohn, who mentioned this on the broadcast on Wednesday. And I actually had to go to Fangraphs and look it up. He said Giancarlo Stanton's ground ball rate is 60%, 60% for a guy that's a power home run hitter. I went, is yeah, it's 60% ground ball rate from Giancarlo Stanton. That's alarmingly bad that he's hitting that many balls on the ground. He's not going to have success if he's hitting 60% of the balls on the ground. That's awful. Can I tell awful. you the first the first thing I thought about when you when you said this and you were, you were talking about it is uh yeah, what's 60% of like no five, hits <laughs> five, of five five balls that you make contact with? You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we we got to be talking about the smallest sample size of all sample sizes here because the 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 guy just hasn't very made very much contact. I mean, I think the last time they talked, I don't, I, I remember hearing yesterday three for 37. That was like the, the last thing I heard from him. It's, it's so it's bad. a lot of ground balls to the left side as outs in addition to strikeouts. So yeah. uh, he, his, his stance, everything is, is kind of weird. He's more of a line drive hitter than he is a fly ball hitter in reality. And he, he hit chops a, wood and he hit a hard line drive on Wednesday that ended up getting caught. So like, I guess, you know, sucks for him. You can't aim it. Um, he hit it hard. It was just caught. But yeah, 60% ground ball rate. And then someone replied to my tweet and said, if Giancarlo's is 60%, DJ LeMahieu's must be 90%. And I, you know, even though LeMahieu is hitting 280, whatever, he hasn't, in my opinion, looked like DJ LeMahieu. And I was looking into his numbers. His ground ball rate actually is just about where it was the past two years and through for, for his career. He's been between 50 and 55% ground ball rate for his career. The biggest difference with LeMahieu this year, though, 
two, two things. His hard hit percentage is down and his opposite field percentage is down. So he's hitting the ball softer and he's pulling the ball more. I think that's just like he needs to figure it out at the plate mechanically or whatever it is. Maybe he's out in front. Maybe he's trying to do too much. I, I don't know. I'm not Marcus Thames. I'm not a hitting coach. But we're used to seeing DJ hit hard ground balls to the right side that find holes. And now he's hitting soft ground balls to the left side that are getting caught by the third baseman in the shortstop. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about DJ LeMahieu in the in the least bit. So I, I just, I know that he's going to figure it out. And uh, I, you know, he's the least of our worries, to be honest. Okay, you know what's the not the least of our least worries? Of our, literally do, the least of our worries. Yeah. Let me do number five, because this is a worry. I think Aaron Boone's brain is broken. I think the nerds have broken his brain. He said this on WFAN today when uh, I think he was on the midday show, asked him why Michael King didn't get the start last week and they did the Nick Nelson opener. He said, we knew we had bulk with King and felt that because he had settled in in as a reliever, we felt better about him coming in behind a reliever. If he struggled early, we didn't have bulk behind him. What? The hell? So, he's, so bulk. So he's saying. So, so we knew Is we had he bulk. talking about. We knew we had bulk with King. Yeah, right? we knew we had bulk with King. So why start him? Well, because you <laughs> don't have bulk behind him. Right. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. If if he's the what if he's the guy happening? coming in, if he's the guy coming in, he can't relieve behind, himself. Hold on, behind Nick Nelson, right? Because they knew they had bulk. Well, what happens if he struggles? Then what? <laughs> Then you've same burned thing. two guys. It's the so same then you've burned thing. two guys. Hold on, right? Isn't that isn't that work? Yeah, that's that, how that, that works. That's a, an additional guy, right? Yeah. So the reason why you don't start him is because there's no bulk behind him. Yet you're going to burn a guy ahead of him for a finite amount of time because you know what you're doing with that person to go to the guy that might struggle, where there's no quote bulk behind him. Even still, it's still not there. It's still not over there. <laughs> not it's not not back there still. Um, so what is the difference there besides the fact that you know you're burning another guy that may be very good? Curious what the difference is there. Uh, I mean, he's just completely talking out of his ass and talking himself into into circles. I think it I makes think, it makes literally zero no sense. sense. No, it's no sense. No yeah. sense. I think and he uses is, stupid words to describe the nonsensical situation. Yeah, care factors in bulk. This is what I think has happened with Aaron Boone. He gets into pregame meetings, whatever it is. Pre, maybe they do it before series. Maybe they do it every day. It's a bunch of analytics guys, like the front office analytics guys. There's got to be dozens of them at this point. And, hundreds, like midges. And they're, they're loading, they're loading <laughs> Boone up with information, right? And uh-huh. he's just taking all this information in. And then the 45-minute meeting goes by, and he's got all this. He's, he's maybe consumed like 3% of the information. But he doesn't know what to do with it. He can't. He can't She's handle there. it. He can't comprehend it. Like he has this. Around. He has these like things: bulk, care factors, relievers. Uh, we 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 can't go to a reliever after a reliever before a reliever unless the other reliever. And then he just he just like guesses what he thinks the analytics department wants him to do. Oh yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta have J Hap come in relief of Debbie Garcia because we're gonna trick Kevin Cash and the Rays into getting a bat a better matchup on. Pay- oh okay okay yeah yeah. yeah. I think he's just, he, he's confused. And then he says something stupid like this, which is so nonsensical. I can't even imagine he said it. Like I read the quote, I've read the quote five times and I'm like, it sounds like a Mike Francesa quote. 
I'm like, you're actually saying you didn't want to start a pitcher that has a better chance of going deeper into the game because he could go deeper into the like every time I say it out loud, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna reread it. This again, is the okay? stupidest oh, thing I've ever heard in my life. I gotta I gotta reread it again. We Aaron Boone asking about why uh Michael King did not start last week. We knew we had bulk with King, and we felt that because he had settled in as a reliever, we felt better about him coming in behind a reliever. If he struggled early, we didn't have bulk behind him. Dude. <laughs> so, so, okay, so, so the mind, so the thought here is that he's settled in as a reliever, right? So he's going to yeah. come out of the bullpen. That's, Mindset that's wise. essentially what he's, that's the yeah, translation he to, there, right? Yep. Can't, can't okay. start a game, has to be a reliever. Got Okay, got to be coming in. So if that's the second inning, possibly third inning, looking at the situation here. Um, yet, if he struggled early, we didn't have bulk behind him. But but if they, he struggles early after the opener, there's still no bulk behind him, and you still have, what, four innings, potentially five innings to, to, uh, to manage. It's the same situation, essentially, where you could just bring in, like, I don't know, maybe Nick Nelson. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. After he struggled early? Well, Nick, to- no, see, Nick Nelson had, did you see this? That Nick Nelson was told the night before that he was opening? And he was like, wait, what? I've never done that before. Well, he's he's started before. He's not been like a quote opener, but I mean, why don't you just? I would rather tell the guy that he's op- that he's starting, just so he doesn't have to like mind mind melt himself into like whatever this new opener position is. Also, it's this just, whole thing, just, him saying, this, it seems like it's like exactly what happened with the uh, ho- with with Davey Garcia, thing, except J Hap didn't pitch well. He's saying Michael King settled in as a reliever. He had one appearance before that. Yes, it was as a reliever, but we're talking about one appearance this season, what, and it was one, six, six six shutout innings. innings. Okay, so he's saying he settled in as a reliever. No, no, no. He's made one appearance, and then you sent him to alternate site, and he made one appearance and pitched six innings. This bulk, bulk, six innings, bulky boy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. 
There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in your area, and it's available worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com slash bronx21. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com slash bronx21. All right. Well, that's enough looking backwards at this nonsense. We've won two of three. That's what I'm looking at. Let's look forward to the rest of this series. Four games set against Cleveland, starting off 1-0. I like it. I like where we're starting here. Got a three-game set now coming into the weekend. And what are we looking at? What are the five things looking into the weekend that we're looking forward to? Number one, we got ourselves we got ourselves a showcase showdown. Remember the showcase showdown? The showcase showdown is Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole on Saturday. That's that's a damn good start right there. That's a that's a um, that's a that's a high pro- profile, two former Cy Young guys, two te- potential Cy Young guys. Actually, even though Garrett Cole didn't Cole's win the never Cy Young, won a Cy Young, but he should have. <laughs> Justin Verlander did not deserve it. Jer- Garrett Cole did. Saturday, 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 Saturday. Bieber, Cole, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. It's a rematch of game one of the wildcard series last year. Yankees spanked the Biebs back then. I don't know if that's going to happen again, even though this offense did look a lot better tonight. I don't know if they're in a place to be hitting around Shane Bieber. But yeah, that's that's a, that's a heavyweight prize fight right there. It is. It's a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Hopefully the Yankees... Uh, this is a great time for them to, to break out of something, to go up against... You know, you have a Friday night game, then you get in another warm-up game, essentially. You got Shane Bieber on Saturday. Get some bats going tomorrow. Feel good. Nice little day game. A little warmer, you know, because that's what they need. Some warmer weather. That's and a, good. You, see, you hear O'Neill talking about that on the broadcast. Yeah, just need some I thought, I thought of our conversation last episode where you're like, it's well, important. what happens important. in October? Does the weather get cold again? It's like, Yeah, you blow in your oh, hands. Shoot. Well, the, the, that first one, Bieber versus Cole, kind of goes into the second one. And it was interesting that Gary Sanchez did not catch on Thursday. Higgy got the start. I think that's kind of a, a benching or at least a, a temporary. It's not a benching. Stop calling them ter- a benching. They're not a benching. They're just alternating guys. Alternating guys. And that would, to me, mean they're going to line up Gary Sanchez to catch on Friday night, Higgy to catch on Saturday night, and then Sunday afternoon, day game, will be Gary Sanchez again. I would be shocked if it's otherwise. I hope it's otherwise because you know I like to, I want to see Gary start to catch Cole a little bit. But hey, Higgy had two hits tonight, hit a home run tonight. So, all right. <laughs> I don't know if it's a platoon. I don't know what it is, a personal catcher, whatever you want to call it. I, I think that the uh, part of the reason that Gary didn't catch on Thursday is because they're start, they're trying to line up to accommodate Cole. 
It's possible. It's possible that they they I mean they want to uh, they want to get Higgy with Cole again potentially. It also they have to one of those guys is going to get a day off clearly on uh, on Sunday or Saturday because of the night game into the day game, right? So that's that's a one of those exe- those boon moments where that's uh, it's going to be a different catcher. So if you're going to have a different catcher at that point, might as well have Higgy catching Cole. So yeah, I I don't care who catches who anymore. I do want to see. Gary Sanchez, uh, catch Cole, you know, a good amount this season, just so it's not a thing when we're going into the playoffs. But at this point, it does not bother me. It does not matter because both of those guys are, you know, playing, playing well. I mean, Higgy's, Higgy's hitting. Nobody complained about, nobody can possibly complain about what the catcher situation is doing right now because it's not a problem. It's really just not a problem at this point. Numero tres. Number three, is Gio healthy? This is something that we're really looking forward to. Not in the lineup tonight. You know, we we saw him pull up uh, yesterday uh, when he was running to first base. Not not a care problem, not an effort problem. He was definitely pulling Gio up because of, there was an uncomfortable situation. Uh, he went back out, but then he got pulled uh, later in the game. So definitely eyes on that because Gio Urshela was has been one of the guys in this team that that has not been an issue at the plate. We talked about this before. Gio is the the exact the exact uh, case study for what you need to do to break out of a slump, and the way that he approaches his at bats, going with the pitches, uh, shortening the swing when needed, and just looking for that good at bat, good swing, good contact, line drive guy. And, you know, what did he do? He smoked the ball over center field because he had a good approach. So uh, I'm definitely hoping that it's nothing serious at all. Obviously, we all are. Um, but really, he's such a dynamic player in this lineup right now compared to everybody else. They need him. They need him badly. Boone said he would have been available tonight off the bench. So I don't think it's too serious. However, what it really does highlight is how how poorly constructed this infield roster is because without geo there you only have glaber torres to play shortstop now i'm not even talking about benching glaber whatever what happens if glaber needs to come out of the game who plays short like literally who plays shortstop it's dj DJ. but but then tonight who would have played third base like this is my point who would have played second base anybody (laughs) okay so but you you get where i'm going with this is that it's it's there. It's not the most flexible. Here's the the, um, the Brian Cashman term, right? If Boone can use bulk and care factor, Cashman can throw some flexibility around, some flexible roster flexibility. It's not a flexible roster. No, I mean, you you there's there's no other natural shortstop on the roster. Period. Even if Geo is 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 healthy, so the construction of what they're doing right now is. It's not ideal. I mean, Tyler Wade is the only other natural shortstop that is on this roster, uh, and he's not even active. So, yeah, it's 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 something at some point that's going to come up, and it's going to come up, and it's going to be an issue at some point. You, you can't go through an entire season with one shortstop. You just you just can't do that. It's going to be an issue, and then they're going to find themselves in a situation where Giancarlo is going to have to go into the field in some really stupid way. It's going to be like, they're going to have to move Giancarlo out to left field and Brett Gardner is going to have to play shortstop as a lefty. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Do you remember when um, Mattingly played third base? You ever no, seen that clip? Mattingly played third base, I believe it was against the Twins in the in the Minnesota Dome. Uh, what was that called? The Twin Dome? No. 
No, um, Ki- keep no. going and I'll think of it. Kingdom was anyway. Uh, Kingdom was Seattle. They, yeah, and, and he fielded a ball, and he actually like he was buddy. He was a lefty third baseman. They're just like, yeah, we got no one else to do it. Let's let's get uh, let's get Mattingly over there. He's a vacuum anyway. Yeah, right, well, yeah no- I mean, he he can field absolutely anywhere. So the Metrodome. Metrodome. So the number four thing I want to look forward to, I want to know, is when is Devi Garcia going to get his first start of the year? Boone said he's on the taxi squad. He could start Sunday. They have not announced a starter for Sunday, although they also said might use an opener. Could start Sunday, could start Monday or Tuesday, depending if they go to a six starter, according to Boone. Someone tweeted me this, um, and I didn't fact check it, so I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> Devi Garcia needs to stay in the minors for 74 days this year for the Yankees to delay his free agency. Do you think that is playing a factor in what they are doing with Devi Garcia? Well, no, because they're not doing anything with him right now. I, I don't think they need to start him. I, I don't even think Davy Garcia has anything to do with what they're actually doing because, I mean, that would be a reason. <laughs> that would be a reason to potentially have King or Nick Nelson or whomever, whatever the situation is on, on the last Friday night. If that was an actual reason, then then we'd then we'd actually have something to say, right? But that's not the case because Herman was okay to pitch. And Davy Garcia had a bullpen session two days before that. So I don't even think that's a consideration, actually, at this point. It doesn't seem like it is. It seems so like he's prepping to, to if, if why if would they was, have because if he was able to throw, let's just say he was able to throw on Friday and they still went with like a Nick Nelson opener situation, right? But Davy Garcia could have. Well, then maybe we could have said, maybe they're they're holding him back for the service time and they're trying to, to hamper him down. But that's not even the case. But it's they just, sent Domingo Herman down after that start. So they had five days pre- to prepare for the next turn in that rotation for him. And they still then had Debbie Garcia throw a simulated 76 right, That's my game. point. They could have had they could have had Herman pitch on that day. They, he just chose to have an opener just because Boone wanted to do that. Well, there was no Herman other reason had to go for work it. on things. It's okay. magic. It was magic. He spent what, he spent it's ten just, days at alternate site. Is that Scranton water? Maybe he stayed over the funeral home. Who knows what the hell he did in Scranton? But he found it. He found it. Was he in Scranton? He, it's, yes, it's that's utter, where the alternate site is. It's utter. It's utter nonsense. It's utter nonsense. The fact that uh, that they had an opener on that day. It just piss, it still pisses me off because when you see that Davy Garcia certainly could have, they could have timed that out, or Herman would have been ready as well. It's just not. It's just nonsensical. So I, you know they're going to have an opener on Sunday. Like that's what they're going to do on Sunday. They're going to do an opener on Sunday. If they if they have an opener on Sunday and Davy Garcia is available to pitch and that's he a is. slotted day, because then that becomes threw, a conversation. So Connor Foley, who covers uh, the Rail Riders, and also he did. He, I don't know if he still does. Does he? Does he again? I know he. Uh, he tweet. He. T- I saw this tweet. He said that Davy Garcia will be fully rested for. I believe he said um, uh, Monday. So Sunday, he wouldn't be fully rested. Even though he didn't throw, it's not like he threw 95 or 100 pitches whenever the last time he threw at the alternate. They're still trying to, you know, you're, you're staying but in yeah, a rotation. You're still trying you're to stay in a rotation. Yeah. So that's why I think they're going to have, they said he could start Sunday. Maybe he could open on Sunday. Maybe Garcia will be the opener on Sunday or he'll be the bulk guy. You know, so if they're, if they're trying to, but if they're trying to manipulate this service time, why would he be on the taxi squad? Why would he be in, in conversation at this point of actually starting one of these? Teams? I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying, do, do you think it plays a factor here? Like no. if, okay, fine. I guess then we can stop talking about it and, and move on to the last thing, which is the lineup. Was this your turn to say something? I don't or remember. Mine? The lineup, 
was shook up on Thursday night. I will say number five, the lineup, what's it going to be for the rest of the weekend? Because I kind of got my wish tonight and it, I get it worked, right? So, so I'm a genius ish, maybe. We had DJ LeMahieu in the two spot, which is exactly what I wanted. Aaron Judge in the three spot to say that, which is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, the uh, the leadoff hitter Mike today Ford was cleanup <laughs> was Brett was Brett Gardner might could have been Aaron Hicks whatever swap out that guy because that's the same guy basically that that's exactly what I was calling for so yeah I could do Aaron Boone's job much better than Aaron Boone could do his job that's people, a fact people were making the Billy Martin uh, pull it out of the hat joke because the Yankees uh, that was brought up David Cohn brought it up on the broadcast the other night. Yeah. And uh, people are like, oh, maybe maybe Boone pulled this out of a pulled this out of a no, no. He just tonight. actually used common sense and did what what you know a traditional baseball lineup should be, and probably what this lineup should be. DJ LeMahieu in a spot that's a little bit more of an impact bat, yeah, and a guy my, that can work a count like Brett Gardner. I mean, he, he Brett Gardner has good at bats. He does. There's 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 nothing really to say. I, like if you have Brett Gardner in the lineup. Clint Frazier, as much as I want him to work through shit, he looks lost. Yeah, he terrible. He took a fastball very, down very, the middle very much for lost. strike three. Yeah, he's looking. He's, he, I don't know what's happening there. He's not seeing the ball. So you just but can't it's a chicken or the egg thing with Frazier, as we've talked about. It's like, okay, yes, you're going to name but, him. But he just looks... He does look lost. Look, and and, and lost. when everyone else is lost as well, you can't just add another lost guy to the lineup. Uh, so I get it. Like, if Gardner's doing having better at-bats, he has to play right now. Like, I'm not questioning that. Um, but people, I'm fine with him in the leadoff spot too. It's a, it's where it's a place that he's been. He knows how to he knows how to be in that spot. He's familiar with that spot. Other guys are good seeing Brett Gardner lead off the game. Like it's it's fine. It's a it's a it's a good place. It's the traditional get the speed guy on, <laughs> even though the, the, even though he's not a good base dealer. The lineup really only matters when the guys are hitting. When no one's hitting, the lineup doesn't matter. It's just oh, that's whose turn is it to concept. go up and no get shit. out. No, so but like everyone's like everyone's bitching about tonight's lineup, and I'm like, no one's hitting. So what the frick does it matter? Oh, you mean like if no one's hitting, like it doesn't matter what the construction of that lineup is, like because no one's hitting. Who cares? Yeah, like who cares? Like okay, Anything if you want to, if you want to complain, Anything that would be better. But like I understand complaining when Aaron Hicks is hitting third in between Judge and and maybe Stanton. If both Judge and Stanton are going well, it's like well then why are we breaking it up with Aaron Hicks? But like that's just not the case right now. Like everyone's sucking, so fine throw it against the wall and see what happens. And they scored six runs tonight, so fine. We'll try it out the same lineup tomorrow. Ride it until it dies. So Aaron Boone's definitely putting Aaron Hicks in the back in the three spot tomorrow. Oh, right? yeah. Well, you know, you know, 100%. That, you know that he's getting like, he's priority has 45 text messages, 97 emails, couple couple slack messages from the nerd department being like, here's what you need to know for Friday night in Cleveland. They're going to go back to that uh, Shane Bieber uh, playoff start. We're going to see a similar lineup to that. That's what the nerds say works. That's what works. No, they they absolutely better roll out that same goddamn lineup. They they better roll it out. Odor better be in there. Uh, oh, big even, hit for big hit for. Rick. He had he had a good game. Big hit, really big hit. Two outs, two RBIs. You know, fought fought the ball off. I, th- those are the at bats. Those are the at bats you t- you look back at. And you're like, okay, we have something to work off of. That was a grinded out, uh, you know, two out runners in scoring position. Everything that hasn't been happening this year happened in that at bat. And that's a good thing. So those are the things you can look back on. A game like tonight is a game you can look back on. Not a passed ball and, uh, you know, a walk and a couple like gimme, gimme, gimme runs. 
Right. This is the day. This is the There's day. Some things that, like, to feel good about tonight, for sure. You and and it was a comeback victory as well. Like that's another thing. Yeah. You're down three. You're down in the. You're you're down in the gutter. They're bringing up the midges again. What was, do you do? What was, do you do? I was joking with JJ on Twitter. It's like, oh, maybe the Yankees needed a road trip. Yeah, maybe they all went on a field trip to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's how they they got on the same page. And then this is going to be the turnaround. Fine, whatever it is, I don't care. I don't care where they go. I don't care what they do. Let's just win some games. Good at bats, win some games. And I, yeah, I want to see the exact same lineup tomorrow. The exact same lineup. All right, they got three more games in Cleveland. We will talk to you again on Monday. Don't forget to call the voicemail line. It's 646-480-0342. Send in your mailbag questions and all that stuff. Hopefully, we're talking about some more positive things on Monday instead of talking about the Yankees falling flat on their face. We'll talk to you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.